Hey Rope Droppers, we want to thank our amazing sponsor, the Rope Drop Queen herself, Michelle McKnight. She's an independent travel agent affiliated with MEI Travel and Mouse Fan Travel. We have used her on a number of vacations and can't speak highly enough of her services. If you are thinking about a Disney vacation, she's the one to talk to. Her services are completely free. Disney pays her after you travel. And she is a wealth of knowledge that has saved us a lot of time and money. So check her out on Facebook at Rope Drop Queen or email her at michelle.mcknight at mei-travel.com. Now, on to the show. Helping you navigate the Disney parks. With the hope that it will be a source of joy and inspiration to all the world. You're listening to Rope Drop Radio. Welcome to another Rope Drop Radio. Derek and Doug talking all things Disney and Disney+. Plus. We're mm-hmm. recording, Doug, on the day that Disney Plus actually came out, so this is going to be coming out a couple here in a couple days. So, uh, But yes, I know, Doug, you got it, I got it, and we're still recording a podcast. I'd rather be yeah, watching I mean, Disney+. Plus. I don't know who scheduled this, but it was me, so it's all on me. You can stay up all night, Derek, and I'm, watch yeah, Parks and I would love to. So we're going to record a special Patreon episode with our first thoughts here in a couple days with Disney Plus because I'm a little overwhelmed at yeah. the moment. I don't even know where to start. Give us some time to digest a little bit of it. And if we, some of the user, it has been slow loading a little yeah, bit. We don't need a knee-jerk reaction like everyone else. Mm. Let's let it get out there and marinate and talk about it when it's old news sounds good all right so be looking for that guys so no new patreons today but we do have a new review we need to discuss titled magical podcast with an exclamation point Derek. Ooh. yeah and it's by don brew bro don bro don brew i could I use don't... a brew and a bro right now <laughs> so i'm all for it all right such a great disney podcast perfect for newbies and amazing information for the disney addict I love listening every week to help plan my next trip and make the days until then go by faster. There you go. Sounds That good. is the review of the week. Leave a review. We'll read it on here. We help make the Disney time fly by. That's why people are Not listening the right now. Time fly by. Like the time between trips the to the park. Time. The non- the, okay, there you go. The, That's the what I meant to say. Time. The unbirthdays go by quicker than the birthdays. Here. There you go. That's that's it exactly. So, uh, I think yes. But at Disney, it's always your birthday. And now with Disney Plus, I don't even know why we're talking right now when I could be watching The Mandalorian. Anyway, Doug, enough about that. Let's get into yes. today's show because we have a very special guest. Last week we had a, a guest. We talked about taking young kids to the park. Mm-hmm. Now we're taking about adult kids to the park. Doug, what is an adult kid? What do you define that as? Well, Disney says it's a 10-year-old, but taking my 10-year-old versus my 9-year-old was absolutely no different other than the paycheck pocketbook effect, um, paying for food at you know buffets and things. I mean, they may have been 9 a time or two, not going to lie. But uh, yeah, so that's an adult. I've taken a whole family of adults to Disney just this last trip. However, it seemed like they were still kids since they were kids. We're talking like college age where you have to start, you know, planning differently. And all of a sudden when you plan a meal, like they can drink with you. And do you bring significant others and all of those interesting details that I haven't thought about at all. So we needed to find somebody that has. We did, and we have a very special guest on the show. Welcome to Rope Drop Radio, Patrick Urell. Thanks, Derek and Doug. I'm excited to be on the show. It's my favorite podcast, though. So. Ooh, favorite yeah. podcast. He's trying to get yes, brownies. Absolutely. 
Now that you know, we were like top five, and now he's on the show. We moved up to number yeah, one. I it, like it. Always helps how we how we <laughs> exactly pick exactly how it works. Got to slide people up the the ranking. All right, so Patrick, why don't you give the Rope Drop family here a little bit of your Disney background? Sure. So I've been going to Disney World for over 40 years now. I started going uh, as a kid in the 70s. My grandmother was a travel agent and got invited down by Disney to go down there. Probably right after it opens, came back up and said, we are going down. So went a lot as a kid. I got engaged at Disney World. I asked my wife to marry me um, at Disney World. So we planned on asking her to marry me on the Skyway. Um, so the old Skyway at Magic Kingdom, mm-hmm. not to uh, date myself, but um, asked, was going to ask her there, but it was down. Um, so and there, wasn't of course Disney- it was. <laughs> there wasn't Disney Twitter back then, so I couldn't even know it was down until I got there. And so uh, we ended up going over to, uh, to the new Epcot Center and uh, proposed to her in front of uh, the Eiffel Tower at the French Pavilion and then uh, celebrated with some champagne and a cruise across uh, the uh, World Showcase Lagoon. Nice. Um, so, yeah. So I've got three boys um, and we always went to Disney on a fairly regular basis. Um, but then about 15 years ago, we joined the Disney Vacation Club. And since then, we've probably gone three or four times a year um, for the last 15 years or so. Our youngest is a junior in college and the other two are in their 30s. Um, so now that we're empty nesters, we've transitioned to doing either couple trips, long weekends or two years ago, we ended up taking all three of our uh, older boys to Disney as adults. And then this past summer, we took the three older boys and their three significant others. Uh, so eight of us as adults uh, all went to Disney. So it's been a lot of fun transitioning from going just us two as engaged couple to kids, to teenagers, to now adults. Father of the year right there, yeah, taking right. the significant others too. I don't know. I'm until you're engaged or married, you might have to pay for your own. I, I have rules, Doug. Do you? Your kids are like eight. I mean, yep. And my, I tell true. my daughter she can't date till she's 30 anyway. So that was the rule the first time two years ago. That was exactly my rule, right? You've got to be someone who you're you're tied into the family. You're, you're married. You're engaged. Uh, we have a Christmas stocking for you. You're there. But then this next time we loosen the rules a little bit, so. You you don't want to have to go and like edit people out of pictures. Yeah, that's that's yeah, a lot of work. You look at your Splash Mountain picture and you're like, who is that girl? I'm like, oh, I remember yeah. her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't want that. You'd be like my mother who would always take like the picture with everybody and then make like the significant others get out of the picture all the time. <laughs> it just became so awkward after a while. So then you'd have to ride Splash Mountain twice. Right. We'll say with the people we know are going to be here. And then we're not sure about you. So why don't you stay off? That's hilarious. (laughs) That's the way you got to do that, Derek. I I have a plan now. That makes sense. (laughs) That's good because, Doug, our kids are younger. So we're learning from this episode as well. There you go. This is an episode where we haven't done this at all. So this is going to be fantastic. However, at one time I was that adult child being planned for. I just was unaware of the planning. I was along for the free trip, the free food, and away from college, which is really important sometimes. So. I was I was that too. I went when I was 21 or 22, and it was really weird drinking with my parents around the world instead of not doing that. I guess mine was as a senior in high school. You were drinking right as a senior in high school? No. Oh, okay. No, no, Good. No. But they don't have the same drinking laws in the World Showcase as the host countries so that didn't happen but yeah i wasn't quite a college age i guess i was i was 22 when i went with michelle though so but that wasn't with my parents at all 
You didn't get engaged, Doug. Patrick's got one on you. No, I didn't do the engagement there. He's got me beat. There you go. I I don't know if anyone can say no. If you propose at Disney World, that's that's the plan. And you get a little crowd around you when you start to get down one knee. And at that point, she's got to say yes, right? I've seen a couple proposals. So it, it does happen. So there you go, listeners. If you're single... Uh, find someone to propose to you or be the proposer. Do it at Walt Disney World. They will say yes. And then, and then take a picture, tag us on Twitter. <laughs> that's, the, that's the important part. Absolutely right there. Right there. So uh, <laughs> let's talk about some of the strategies that it takes that when it is to planning with the adult children and some of the steps that you take and how it's different from when they're younger to when they're older. Sure. So uh, for us, planning is at least half the fun, right? We plan months out, like I'm sure a lot of people do, like which resort, dining reservations, fast passes, um, guidebooks, listening to podcasts like Rope Drop Radio. Um, the, there's kind of three big differences I thought about. The first is schedule. So when they're little kids, they are all right there. They're in your house. You know their schedule. Um, you got to work around their school um, or not. You know, I'm big team. Take your kids out of school to go to Disney as much as you want. Because, uh, you know, 20 years from now, when they're older, you're going to remember the Disney trip as opposed to whatever they did in fourth grade history. Um, Mm -hmm. But back on that. But as adults, we had, you know, six of them had jobs. And when they can take vacation off, we had two are in college. Um, So, you know, you've got to work around how they can get off work. Um, what the schedule is, you know, we scheduled on, we settled on early June, the kids are out of college and everyone could get vacation and it wasn't super crowded. Um, it was kind of the week after Memorial day is when we've gone both times now. So, um, as adults, you've got to kind of work around their adult schedules. Um, and in addition to location, when they're little kids, they're there in the house with you. You can talk about it at dinner. You talk about it in the living room. They're all around. You're kind of living it. Um, when they're adults, you know, one lived in New Orleans, one was in South Bend, Indiana. The other four were an hour away. So you're not there all the time, right? You're not around. Um, so we used, uh, you know, group chats. Um, we used uh, FaceTime calls. Um, FaceTime with eight people was a lot of fun and super productive, as you'd imagine. <laughs> I have trouble um, putting together a Skype call with three people, so yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah, imagine if you've had eight of them and probably the person who started it had been drinking. So, um, And then the eight of you were on a call and six of you are wondering what's going on at you know 11 o'clock on a Friday See, if night. If so. you're paying the bill, though, I'm thinking <laughs> you get all the say. They can each maybe make a little input. And you're like, hey, we're doing Splash Mountain. I don't care what you say. Next topic. <laughs> yeah, we had a little bit of that. When we talk about the rides, we'll talk about here's the ride you're going to be on or you're not coming. <laughs> so there is a little <laughs> bit of not. that. Um, But then we use the holidays to plan when we're all together. So we went in June. So Thanksgiving, we all got together and we talked about what resort we were going to stay at. Christmas, when we got together, we talked about um, all of the dining plans. And then Easter, we got together and made a big event of it each time and talked about what fast passes we were going to be on. So we kind of made a big event where all eight of us together, those kind of three separate times. And then probably the third difference is maybe a little more subtle, but when you're a family, you kind of have all those same shared experiences, right? You go, your kids, you go all the time. You do Disney your way. Everybody does Disney a little bit. And when you're going with adults who, you know, the two older boys hadn't been in a while when we took them back as adults. And then the three, uh, the three girlfriends, well, a wife and two girlfriends, you know, they do Disney differently in their family. They'd all been, but they didn't do it the same as us. So you're trying to respect how they do Disney, you know, are they going to get up like we do and rope drop and then go back and take a nap and go to the pool and then go back at night or 
they're going to want to sleep in. So you've got to take all that into account. That's that's, that's wife material good, yeah. right there. If they rope drop or not. Yeah, yeah, that's a very important question. You know, they need to be able to say who Figment is. That's important too. You know, a simple test. Yes, yes, it, and they have all sorts of different. You know, and they, they grew up differently, right? Maybe they've been once four or five years ago, or maybe they've been a bunch, but they, they haven't done it the same way you've done it as a family, and you've kind of gotten used to how your family operates, and then you've got now three other people in there, so. Yeah, because when you're playing with other people that have done Disney differently, we have all these people that will always tell us, like, oh, we should go together. And in my head, I'm thinking, no, I've seen the pictures you post. Like, you sleep in. You do, and like, you know, going with friends, you can't demand that they get up. So you try to accommodate the significant others so it's not quite a strain on every relationship. You try to. (laughs) You try to. My oldest son, he's a get up in the morning and go all day and you know, rope drop to part clothes and his girlfriend was more of a sleep in person. So it was, uh, you know, they had to work that out. But when you have eight people, you've just got to make accommodations and know that at, you know, 6.37 a.m., you're all not going to be up on that bus stop. And did you guys kind of split up rides and attractions to just, hey, meet at dining, meet at these things, and then let them kind of go off on their own a little bit? So we did for the rides. What we did was the first four days we were there a week and the first four days we planned uh, a a different park we were going to be at. So we're going to be at Magic Kingdom Saturday, Epcot Sunday and whatever that was. And then we'd have a couple of rides what we're all going to do. So we were going to do Splash Mountain, Tower of Terror. Um, rock and roller coaster, Navi River Journey, things like that. Um, so rides that we were definitely going to do. Um, and then everyone else kind of picked their own rides. So maybe there were some rides where in the morning four of us were going to do pirates. So we got those fast passes together. Um, but maybe we were split up into four different groups of two. And so everyone did their own thing. And then we met back up for lunch or dinner and then kind of planned the meals that way too. But yeah, we weren't a group of eight kind of traipsing around the parks together. It was more groups of two, four, six, and then meeting up at different points. Did you demand everybody wear matching t-shirts? <laughs> so the first trip we did, um, the second, and it's easier to get adults to do that than teenagers, I uh, found. Like little kids, no problem. But then once they got to be teenagers, uh-huh. there's a little more pushback on the shirts. Um, and then adults are more into it. And then the second trip, we didn't do matching shirts, but we did uh, Hawaiian shirts for Trader Sam. So we all wore Hawaiian Ooh. shirts for that day. So that's theming. That's not yes. matching. That's theming. No. That's nice. So when it comes to picking resorts and rooms, how do you handle that? Everyone shares. So like all eight in one room. There you go. Everybody, <laughs> that You know, you'd be surprised how many people talk to Michelle and be like, oh, they can sleep on the floor. It's like, yeah, that's illegal. But, it, you know, anyway. Disney will not let you. I know. It's They're very good at that. So the first time we went, when it was just the boys, we got a two-bedroom villa at the beach club. And so we all kind of just shared that space. And the thought was we'd have the uh, the, the, in, the individual space um, in the kind of the living room there that we can hang out at. The second time we did a two-bedroom villa and then two individual studio rooms. So we kind of had space for eight people. Um, and again, we got the villas, um, the two bedroom, cause we felt we'd hang out in the living room and it turns out we really never did. When we hung out as a group of eight, we were either, and the second time we were at the boardwalk, we were either at the Bellevue lounge mm, or yeah. in the lobby or at the pool 
or the lobby of the beach club. So if we were going to do it again, we would just get four individual studios. Everyone have their own space to go back and kind of decompress and get away from everybody. Um, and then still be, you know, Disney's really good about putting you in the same wing or putting you near each other. Um, so that's how I would do it again. Next time we go, we'd each get our own rooms instead of, we just never use the, the space. We don't cook when we're there. So we didn't need any of the, the this extra space that we had. Um, and then, you know, for us, we three boys. So it's always been all, only boys there. And then having three girls there, there's just a difference in how people prepare and, you know, the bathrooms mm -hmm. and everything else. So you kind of kind of work through those issues where, you know, we're so used to, you know, boys getting up and making the room a mess. And then all of a sudden now you got three girls there and working through all those things. Yeah, it's a whole different thing. A whole different uh, thing with yeah, girls. That's uh, and, and bathroom situation. Didn't even think about that one. That's a yeah. game changer. Yeah, it is. So, uh, but yeah, and you know, so we'll do, we'll have ours and, you know, we have, I think I said next time we'll do four, you know, studios, four hotel rooms, everyone's got their own space and they can kind of do that. We're we'll still be together enough. Um, you know, we're going to say we're not a group of eight traipsing around the park, but we're, to, it's almost always four or six of us together, um, doing something. See, I can see you guys that you and your wife staying in like the villas and then kicking them all out to the all-stars. Well, we had that conversation at one point, <laughs> but you know, my wife wants to be near the kids every once in a while. So we did have the conversation about where, uh, where we were going to do um, that. Now we did split um, one of the group, one of the couples split and went off to the, uh, the animal kingdom for half the time. Um, so they had a room in the um, boardwalk and then a room in the animal kingdom for three nights, just to, uh, um, they'd never been in the animal kingdom and wanted to see see that lodge and everything nice. else so we did split off for that and tried to be you know kind of accommodating in that way so very nice yeah and just because a room says it can sleep five doesn't mean it sleeps five adults like i'm surprised at how often um a family of five will go that has like you know teenagers and 20 21 year olds and they'll stay at like riverside or caribbean beach i'm like who sleeps on the pull down? Because I've seen pictures of this family on Facebook. No one's fitting on that pull down. So that's a good idea to get space for the family. Good thing about our family, Doug, is we'll always have someone that fits on the pull down. Maybe you. Yeah, I me probably. I've yeah, been... your family. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, my older two boys are both six seven, and so I am oh, now officially the shortest in the family, as the youngest one has now gotten taller than me. So um, we had some heated discussions uh, around the holidays over if someone was going to end up having to sleep on the pullout there in the living room of the two bedroom villa. So <laughs> I I think it goes age before height, definitely. <laughs> well, Whoever's paying was... for the room before anyone else. <laughs> Uh, yes, exactly. It's a very short conversation, <laughs> yep. right? Unless you're those tall, younger people. Then you think. Let the three boys yes. fight it out. I'm sure they've done plenty of wrestling in their day. Just figure, yep, and that's how it goes. Well, that's where we were at. So. Does uh, the type of resort change that you're looking at? I mean, we mentioned the All-Stars a little bit, but you're since you're DVC, you're usually always looking at that kind of property then? Usually, um, that's when we had a we did a poll actually and let everybody vote and uh, where they all wanted to stay and everyone wanted to stay somewhere different. 
So we just that told like, them. That's like asking, yeah. hey, what do you want on a pizza? It's... Yeah. So we no. just told them that the uh, boardwalk was the only one available. And so that's where we wanted to stay. So Dad gets 10 then... votes. Everyone else gets one. So, yeah, it worked so, out. Yes, they all wanted to do something different. For us, staying near Epcot is big, especially with adults when you're yeah. a lot of times going at night to the, the boardwalk or the you know World Showcase. So you that's big for us to be able to walk there. So that's when we did both of them there. Um, yeah, when we do DVC, we do that. When we don't do DVC, um, we love, you know, um, Port Orleans and Riverside. And I'm not sure if we even called that anymore, but those resorts, yep. we love those. So, yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense, especially with adults being near the World Showcase. And now with the Skyliner, you can hop over to Hollywood Studios, too, which is a good evening park now with Batu all lit up and lots of bar options. Yeah, and the boys are all huge Star Wars fans, you know, different different versions depending on how old they are, but uh, they're huge Star Wars fans, so I think uh, we're going to love to be close to there as well. All right, well, let's use that to transition into dining because uh, we talked about how uh, Dad sounds like pays for a lot of it. Hopefully they buy some of their own snacks during the day, um, but what does dining look like when you take adult children versus the children that I take that eat only chicken nuggets and fries? So what we did was we settled on four or I think five the second time meals where we had big meals where everyone was going to meet up. So the, whatever park we picked, we picked a place we were going to eat. Um, and then we said, hey, six o'clock, we're going to be at Beer Garden in Epcot and we're all going to be there and meet up. And so we had, I think, four of those each time where we set those in stone and that's where we're going to be. Ooh, um, did you do and- the last one who gets there has to buy the beers and make people get there on time? <laughs> No, but it would have been a good idea. Oh, yeah. that is a genius. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Steal that away, <laughs> rope droppers. Yes. I think it would have been good because when you have eight people, there's always someone there first and there's always someone there last. And it's usually the same person first and the same person last. So, um, but yeah, so we would do that. Um, we did beer garden. We did um, one night we did Trader Sam's. So we all met at Trader Sam's. Um, and had a couple of rounds of drinks there, went up to Tambu Lounge, and then went over to Ohana um, and tried to make an event of it. Um, we did the San Angel Inn, um, and you know, we had a big table there, and then after that worked our way around the World Showcase and uh, ate and drank around the World Showcase from there. Um, I mentioned Beer Garden. I'm a big fan of restaurants that look like they're outside but are actually inside. <laughs> so Beer Garden and San Angel Inn are yeah. two of my so, favorites yeah, for great. that. So, uh, and then uh, we did Liberty Tree Tavern. That's one that we always went to when the kids were little. And so our middle son wanted to go back there um, and do that. So we have those. And then they're kind of on their own for, we had a couple of, uh, like we went to uh, Liberty um, Columbia House we go to. And so we met up there for some counter service. But for the most part, they're on their own for the other meals. Although, you know, they're kids, whether they're 30 or 15 and so it's meal time and you get a couple of texts like hey where are you guys where are you hanging out at and yeah. they're just awesome they all show up around meal time so hopefully one of them at least bought you a drink around the world yes definitely okay, they did they good. bought me a tipsy a tipsy duck after we had a bunch of sangria at san angel inn so they bought me uh you bought me a tipsy duck so 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 no sci-fi on that with your love of outdoor theming Oh, I hadn't thought about that. I was talking to my <laughs> wife about that this weekend, if there were other restaurants like that. We didn't um, either time, I think. I think the two older boys and their uh, wife and girlfriend went there for a lunch one day. So they would also do their own things. Like they would show up 
and they made their own plans depending on where they were, which was good. I think with older kids, uh, our middle son, he likes to pin trade. So him and his wife um, did that a lot. Um, they went out to the, they took a Uber to the outlet mall, to the outlet store and did some stuff there as well as they did like a breakfast, uh, one of the early morning breakfasts at the Magic Kingdom and then a dessert party at Animal Kingdom. So they did a bunch of extra stuff wow. like that. My oldest son, he is named Donald, so he likes to get his picture with all the different Donald Ducks. So he does a little bit of that. So they kind of all had their own things that they were looking to do. Um, and so, you know, over the course of eight days, you know, you get enough family time, but then you get mm -hmm. enough time where they can kind of do their own thing. Um, and that's, you know, different than when you have little kids, when you're kind of all going to eat together. And uh, now it's like, you know, they can go eat on their own. They can pair up and, you know, go with a foursome or a couple of times two of them went out for a dinner somewhere nice so all right um i got a follow-up question when did you start letting the boys we talked about this last week when did you start letting them navigate the parks by themselves so i heard that last week and we thought about it and right around that 14 is when we let my son kind of go off on his own um i remember it because he went off on his own and he met up with two kids um and they went off and had dinner at uh, Morocco and put it on his card. And I was like, you went <laughs> Smart to kid. the Morocco meal for dinner? Like, what is this meal? So, yes, I remember he went and did that. Um, you know, back then, you didn't have cell phones, so it's a little different. We had mm -hmm. these small little blue walkie-talkies we used to use um, in the 90s to keep in touch when you didn't have cell phones. Because otherwise, you'd be like, well, let's meet up at Splash Mountain at 7.15 or whatever. If my wife and I were splitting up, one took the older boy, the other one took the younger boy. And uh, we had these, we talked about these walkie talkies we used to use before cell phones. So now with cell phones, you know, I think, you know, William was right. It's a safe place. And once they get to that tween age, you let them have some, some freedom there in the parks. Yeah, I'm afraid I'm going to have to let my kids just go off. Although my wife, I think it'll be hard on my wife because she'll want to go on whatever they're going on, where I will gladly just go get a Dole Whip and let them <laughs> explore um you know that's a good question derek that's going to be a big moment it's coming up for you soon Doug. it's, it's nearing with yeah. how much your kids have gone to disney I'm, I'm sure all three of them would be fine they'd survive survive there that, you go you would survive. have a lot of random charges though i'm sure on uh now the know, magic bands no be... no we don't we do not have any kind of credit card link to our magic band Ooh, smart um we just never have because we're like it'd be way too easy so i mean at least make me reach into my pocket to pay for something um but yeah if the kids go out on their own it may not be a bad thing to have a credit card link to it in case like you know they have an actual emergency but if that's the case i don't know that there's any like pretzel that's going to save them so well, that's the definition of emergency, right? It was an emergency. I really was thirsty and I needed to get something to drink or, you know, what's yeah. an emergency when you're 14. We did stay by them. Like when, when we let him go up on his own, we would stay. Like if we were in world showcase, we would sit and kind of people watch and hang around. Like we wouldn't go off back to the hotel or we wouldn't go, you know, on a ride or something where he couldn't get a hold of us. Mm -hmm. So especially the beginning, but you're right. You know, like your kids, our kids were there all the time. And I feel like, like their backyard sometimes yeah. they know where everything is they're not going to get lost and they kind of understand disney what do you think are some of the big changes from being a little kid and then becoming an adult kid at disney what do you, or do you do you feel like they get more into the park less in the park is there like seasons of love i guess you could say for uh the disney parks 
I feel like adult kids maybe appreciate it a little more. I mean, our kids, you know, there was one point when our youngest son went four or five times a year for a couple of years in a row, long weekend trips, but we used to go all the time. And I feel like the older boys, the first time we went back, both of them had been at least five years, if not longer, since the last time they had went. And they really appreciate it more as adults. They also appreciate, you know, money more. So they understand mm -hmm. the cost. They understand the, you know, the flight, the hotel, the park tickets, even they know how much of that costs, whereas a 12 year old doesn't necessarily get it. At least ours didn't. So mm -hmm. I think they, they appreciate it a little more. Um, I always think that, you know, when they were little, I said, uh, two years old, this is the best age to bring your kid. And then it was five or six. And I'm like, this is the best age. And then the tweens and doing other rides, that was the best age. And now I feel like adult kids this is the best age so it's been each time we go through um and you know we took our granddaughter a couple a couple years ago and we'll take our new granddaughter bunch and we'll kind of go back in that you know listening to well what do you do with little kids now at, at, at disney so you go back in that cycle of you know from single to little kids to adults to back to little kids it's all it's, it's with one circle, it's yeah. a circle Just, of life circle of disney oh Yes, it is. That's awesome to hear that every age is the best age. I, at my work, I often, uh, lately I've been mentioning to people that I no longer speak toddler. I, parents have to translate their kids for me more. I'm like, I used to be fluent. I've grown out of that. And just the other day, I had to say I've grown out of speaking kindergartner. I, I had a couple in a row. I'm like, I have no idea what they're saying. But uh, yeah, when my kids were that age, I thought it was great. And like now, I love the age that they're at taking them because. Good thing my kids have a dentist appointment with you in like a week and a half. To keep me up on my. Yes. Kindergarten. Communicating with the what what first and second grade, so hopefully you're good there. Yeah, I'm pretty good okay. with elementary students. It's just kindergartners right now that's getting a little fuzzy. If you don't use it, you lose it. So. That's that's all I'm saying. All right. Um, I kind of I really like the way that you did the parks with the touring of some things together, th some things splitting up, having that mill where you come together. Had you contemplated doing the forced march of we're going to be together all day long? Did you ever contemplate that? Or how did you come to the decision not to do that? I think when we sat down and went through the fast passes and I think, well, you're clearly going to get there when the park opens and for Magic Kingdom, we go to uh, – the wildest ride in the wilderness and then splash mountain and then pirates. And then we come over and we have a fast pass for space mountain and we do all that. And all of a sudden six other people were thinking they were going to do something else. I realized that it, you know, it wasn't going to be exactly how we do it. Um, and then that's when we came down with, okay, the first two hours, we wouldn't have any fast passes. And then who wants to do pirates? Cause I'm doing pirates. And then we kind of went through that. So pretty quickly, I realized that you're just not going to, you're not going to have eight adults all want to do the same thing and they all want to have a nice vacation, whatever that means for them. Right. So um, it, pretty quickly we realized that, OK, let's pick a couple of these rides that we know that we want to have everyone on. And a lot of them were picture based, right, like Splash Mountain, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster, Tower of Terror. Um, or, or rides we all wanted to do, like Flight of Passage and things like that, that we knew we all wanted to do, so we might as well do them together. Because it'd be mm -hmm. silly to, like, if I had a Fast Pass at 10.30 for Flight of Passage and someone else had one at noon. So we tried to coordinate that. And then, you know, 6 a.m. that morning when the Fast Passes are, you know, you're able to get them, you know, my wife and I are online. Um, the older boys were online. Uh, the two college kids, they had given us a list because they're obviously busy studying in college, I'm mm -hmm. sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, studying, yes, air quotes. 
studying. And uh, they gave us a list of things they wanted to do. And literally, we made them all. And it was fun to see, you know, everybody kind of have their own thing. You know, they listen to their own blogs and their own stuff they they listen to and search on the Internet. So they all had tons more information than they did two years ago. Um, so it was mm -hmm. fun to see, you know, they wanted to do this, like the breakfast party my middle son and his wife did. You know, they researched that. They're like, we want to do this. We want to get there early and ride Fantasyland rides and the mine train six times in a row. And so that's what they did. And so it was fun to see them kind of have their own kind of take their 30 years of experience going to Disney and, and take that and build a trip out of it. So, um, no, we never really looked. And I think that we'd probably after eight days, boy, I mean, even after the first four or five days, we didn't even have to be in the same park anymore sometimes, depending on what people wanted to do. Um, so those last couple of days were kind of wild card days. You know, we had some meals, but for the most part, people were like, I'm going to get this fast pass because I want to do this. I haven't done that yet. A uh, nice. family of eight, I was just thinking, you can't do Test Track and you can't do the Millennium Falcon ride all together. So oh. two people, I mean, who do you nix out of that? I guess the two that are not married yet. So they're gone. Right. So there you there go. You go. Got to get rid of them. <laughs> but then if the yeah, granddaughter that would be, that would be comes, there. that's a challenge. Yeah. When you get I mean, more people than a ride takes, it's a tough one. Millennium Falcon, I think you have to have tests, see who can pilot it. There's no other option. You have to, some sort of reflex skill based thing you have to do while in line. And then two people just get cut. There's the chicken exit. Sorry, I feel guys. like the two girlfriends would probably not want to be on the Millennium Falcon ride if they were going to somehow be some performance measures because the three boys would be way too serious about oh, it. it. So they would probably be like, no thanks, we're not getting in a fight over the Millennium Falcon. So. Yeah, it, it gets intense in that cockpit. Yes. If, whenever you do it, because I know you will, you let us know how that goes. I will, I yeah. will, because they're yeah. looking forward to it. Um, so, yeah, they're also we're big Star Wars fans in our house, so... I'm looking forward to like this is way down the road, but my brother piloting and me sitting back in a gunner seat, simply just holding a button down. So I have all my attention on every mistake he makes. I'm looking forward to that already, and uh, my dad will hopefully be in the other seat so I can harass him too about his backseat driving. driving. I like it. Yeah, and I'll point out I hit every Tie Fighter, didn't miss one. Perfect. Yeah. We're looking forward to having it matter because we like to go on uh, mission space and then kind of pretend hit all the switches and, you know, that doesn't matter. You're not getting graded, but do all that. And I can imagine now when it matters and someone's not pushing the right button, how that's going to go over. Oh, if you fail to fire that harpoon or hit the brakes, <laughs> it's yep. not good. Yelling. It's not yep. good. Someone's getting yelled at. They're going to be fighting on that, on that ship between the boys. Uh, that's that's one attraction. You're 30 and 40. You're going right back to those tween ages, and it's yeah. yelling at brothers. Yeah. Yes, it, I feel like it'd be a good brother brother yeah. conversation for the Just three the of them. Ears being flicked and people being slapped <laughs> in the cockpit. You're an instant 12-year-old as yep. soon yes. as you sit down in there, which is probably why my kids loved the ride. I, I really liked it, and I, I liked, but I liked it more with my family. No, don't get me wrong, piloting with Alex is wonderful because we didn't hit a thing and we got all the coaxium available, but something about my kids screaming at each other is hilarious. So, yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, what was my other thought here? So if one of those significant others or one of your sons had said, we're going to rope drop the Swiss family treehouse, would you have stopped them to save their, their vacation? Yes. Did you, you so, would intervene. Okay. <laughs> 
So we did, and I can't remember, and I'll, I'll say I can't remember, maybe I can. Someone had a fast pass for something silly, like at 9 a.m. Um, and like Phil I, Magic, maybe? Yeah, like at 9 a.m. We'll say on, that. Uh, yeah, some Phil Magic. And then when I saw, you know, because you go on the app and we're all connected, so you can go in the My Disney Experience app and kind of see what everyone has, and I could say, Oh, you don't, but uh, I want to really do that. Nah, you just don't. let's just not do that. So we did have some of those conversations okay, about just, still... just not letting them do that and uh, kind of going along that way. Plus, we had a uh, so my um, daughter-in-law, uh, she's probably the most tech savvy of the group, and she set up a Google spreadsheet um, that we could all access, and we had everybody's schedule on it, every ride, every fast pass, everything, so you can kind of see where everybody was. Um, and we're, you know, we're old school. I have an Excel spreadsheet. I'll put everything on and print it out and carry it with me. Um, but we had the, you know, the Google Doc and pull it up and see where everyone was, which was really neat and needed for eight people because, like mm-hmm. I said, invariably it's color coded and everything else. So using the tech to kind of corral the eight people is important. Yeah, I think I remember you tweeting a picture of that spreadsheet. It's fascinating. Yeah, it, it is. And like I said, I've had I've used Excel spreadsheets for years going to Disney, but having a Google Doc where everyone can access and everyone can go in because we made all our fast passes and then, you know, three weeks later someone's thinking and they want to change it and go on a different ride or do something different and uh, or they made a new dining reservation. So, you know, we're constantly in there changing it. So awesome. All right. Well, Derek, do you have any other questions before we I will when my Venture kids get in. older. I'm sure you'll live vicariously because then you're going to be going through it with grandkids. And so, here I can just keep living vicariously and learning from you. The, the one thing I think that stays the same that was really neat is you can do those things that are tradition for your family, whether they're two or 30. And so one of the things we do is a picture in front of the troll in, uh, in Norway and uh, so we had a picture this time with the boys and, you know, we had the same picture, you know, with the youngest boy and the middle boy. And so we have it all through the years. And so it's neat to see those pictures when they're big and compare mm-hmm. it to when they're little. So some of those things, traditions you can do, they want to do. Right. So you, you get to that age, you get nostalgic for that stuff and uh, kind of doing that same thing, the things that you do, the pictures that you take throughout the, the years, you can still do that. And it's neat to do. But we, have, we had a group photo with the uh, the troll is one of the things we always do so i'm glad the troll survived the great invasion yeah. by the uh, kingdom of arendelle a few we years were a back. little worried that about was, that when that happened <laughs> we had been doing in our or our husker gear in front of the sorcerer's hat at hollywood studios every trip and now it's just not the same with the chinese theater um so yeah that one that one's gone and uh was the the other one that we recreate every year is Michelle holding Alden in the Imagination Pavilion. This year it did not go so well. He's, he's too big to bigger. hold now. Yeah. He's uh, getting, next time it's gonna maybe he holds her. I don't know. That's funny. We'll see. Yeah, we'll do our best. But yeah, recreating those traditions. Traditions, I love it. Ah, uh, traditions. Speaking of a tradition, another Eric, tradition we have the lightning round. The lightning round. All right, Patrick, you have survived to make it to the lightning round. So this is uh, your favorite Disney or Pixar um, things, however you need to answer it under the Disney umbrella. We do uh, keep scores, but there are no winners or losers. Maybe, I don't know. I I may say that slightly different every time. I'm just trying to channel my best Drew Carey from whose line is it anyway, but I always fail. Okay, are you ready? I'm ready. 
All right, favorite Disney movie? Uh, Robin Hood, the animated version. Oh, very nice. Also available on Disney Plus. All right, favorite Disney character? Mufasa. 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 All right, favorite favorite Disney villain? Um, The queen from Snow White. So we met her a bunch, but we met her once at a Halloween, uh, one of the Halloween parties, and she was so mean to me, and my family loved it. And uh, she was so in character, and so she's from from that point on been the uh, my favorite villain, and uh, probably reminds me of my wife. So you, you can you can edit that out, right? You nope, nope, out. too late. Yeah. It's, the, it's the lightning round. I don't edit the lightning round. Okay. Favorite Disney song? Uh, How far I'll go from Moana. Nice. Um, favorite Disney park? Epcot. Favorite classic attraction, you define classic. For a ride, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Always been my favorite. Um, I like the uh, the Disneyland version better than the Disney World version um, and better than the, um, the Paris version. And then just that attraction, um, the Osborne Family Lights are probably uh, one of my favorite classic attractions, one that's not there anymore. So. Yeah. Hashtag bring them back. Missing. Miss yeah. All right, favorite modern attraction? Dinosaur. So that is... uh, That's that's a first, yeah. (laughs) It would be a first, and it's the ride my family cannot stand. So it's a big deal on who has to go on with me. They have to draw straws, and the short straw has to go on it with me, which is why it's good to bring the extra people who don't really know, and I'm like, it's a great ride. You should really do it. (laughs) Felicia Rashad's in it, so you should really do this (laughs) ride. They're like, Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yes, that is my favorite ride. Yeah, I, I don't know how and I don't know why, but I can go on that ride without vomiting. It's magical is the only answer. Because that's the excuse that some of my family gives. It's just too rough. They don't Which, like it. Like, they'll do the roller coasters, but that ride is way too rough, they say. Yeah, okay, I can do it. <laughs> They'd be All right, favorite resort? Alani. In Hawaii, that is Ooh. our favorite resort. Yeah. All right. Favorite counter service? We like, uh, like traditionally, our family's always gone to Columbia Harbor House. We love going there and sitting upstairs and people watching. But my favorite is uh, Leal Boulangerie, the counter service in the France Pavilion. We love going to That's breakfast there. And, and then are going in the afternoon for all the snacks and or the, the ham sandwiches and everything else. But we like going in the morning before the rest of the park opens when they open it up for breakfast, walking over from Epcot and just sitting out there uh, when no one's there and having a little breakfast. So yeah, that we is love that nice. that's a good one. Yeah. That's, that's a nice little tip. It is open prior to the world showcase being open, right? They, they open up to France. You can't get any further than France, correct? Right. You can just yeah. go, you know, we come in the, the back entrance there. Yep. Uh, so you could probably take the, uh, the gondolas over there and then get mm-hmm. out and then walk in and, go there and it's not that crowded and you can you know all those seats that are normally have you know hundreds of people sitting at them by the fountain and everything else you just sit there and you can hear the music because no one's there so it is a great place to have bread and they've got a great breakfast right chocolate croissants and everything else so. can't go wrong no, with that's the breakfast croissant. lunch dinner pound <laughs> yes. of chocolate yes that's i mean that's yes. how my children survived europe was simply <laughs> chocolate croissants and yes. nutella lots yes. of nutella all right favorite uh table service restaurant Flying fish at the boardwalk. 
Oh, that is one I have not yeah. tried yet. I we really, we went there for the first time last trip, just the two of us, and uh, loved it. So we had never been there before. Um, before that, it was probably Via Napoli. That's, okay. I love going there. Great it's a good place. one for groups. I, it's one of my favorite places. I grew up in New York, so I'm a pizza snob sometimes, and that's one of the places outside of New York that I love the pizza. So I oh, like the pizza pizza there. Rizzo's? No, not Pizza Rizzo, oh. so, or Pizza Fari, or any of the other crappy pizzas. Hey, and uh, <laughs> you, you live in Chicago now, right? So uh, yes. the, the Chicago-New York pizza debate is not is black and white in your mind, huh? It isn't, and it's been, you know, we've now lived here 20 years, and we've lived a bunch of, you know, Memphis and Detroit and Baltimore before then, so it's been a while since I've been in New York, but we moved here, and I've slowly grown to really love the, the deep dish pizza, so I like them both. Um, I've not been converted over to, they cut the, the flat pizzas here in squares and not triangle slices, and I've refused <laughs> to convert to that. So, uh, but um, I've converted over to the deep dish. I'm a fan of that now. Okay. So anything okay. with that much cheese on it is fine with me. All right. All right. The most important question, favorite Disney snack? The Butterfinger Cupcake. And we oh. used to get it at Starring Rolls mm -hmm. at... Uh, at the Highwood Studios. I forgot where it was now. It's probably at the Starbucks or something. Um, but yeah, the Butterfinger Cupcake um, is my favorite snack. Doug, in that where that we split? That is a good one. Yeah. Yep. But that was right before Starring Rolls disappeared from us forever. For yes. no reason really whatsoever except silly lawyers and their contracts. I like to have uh, I like to have it for breakfast. I like to have it for breakfast, and then my family would stop at me that it wasn't breakfast, and I said, "That's it's breakfast, breakfast of thing." Yes, yes, it is. It's, it's pure a, energy. It's a muffin. Just call it a muffin, and it's yes. breakfast. Yes, it's not a cupcake. It's a muffin. muffin. The butterfinger muffin. <laughs> uh, yeah, totally. That's really good. That's a good answer. All right, favorite Disney drink. The Uh-Oa at Trader Sam's. So I love it. It's huge. It's uh, You're supposed to share it, I'm sure, but I don't. And uh, um, I like it that they light it on fire. It's got sparks in it. Um, when you order it, they do some dance when it comes out. What they do all at Trader Sam's. So that's uh, my one of my favorite bars there um, at Disney World. And uh, a lot. that's one of the things that... It's a lot of fun with adult kids, right? That more so, you know, people frown at you when your eight-year-old's drinking there. But when it's adults, <laughs> everyone's all, everyone's all fine when it's adults. But you bring an eight-year-old and give him a drink, everyone gives you the side. Yeah, the <laughs> that's true. That's true. They kind of do that at Oga's a little bit too, <laughs> even though the non-alcoholic menu is just as big as the alcoholic menu. <laughs> all right, all right. So Disney bucket list item. I think I'd like to go to all the parks. We've been to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and then Disneyland Paris. But my bucket list item is spending a night in the princess suite in the castle at uh, Magic Kingdom. I'd love to figure out how to do that. That's, that's a true bucket list. Yeah. That's one very that. few, few people have done. Right? That's yeah, how you make so. a bucket. Yeah, it's, it's, a it stays on the bucket, bucket list yeah. probably. So. Yeah. All right. Well, excellent job. I believe you won the lightning round. Oh, outstanding. Yeah. And you survived. So thank you very much, Patrick, for being on the show. And then where can people find you? Uh, so most nights on my couch watching TV. Disney um, Plus, got it. Yeah, Disney Plus. But um, if you want to find me online, um, I've got a Twitter account at 
prospect dad, and it's probably an odd combination of travel photos, pictures of glasses of wine, wherever I'm traveling to, Disney stuff, and probably a lot of college football this time of year. Which, it's one of my favorite Twitter accounts, because I don't need just Disney in my Twitter world. So, and you travel internationally, and a lot of Tulane football, yes, that, that's yes. going to happen. Um, and I even learned from Twitter that you were an uh, Illinois alum. Is that correct? Is that Yeah, I went to undergraduate in North Carolina and then graduate school at the University of Illinois. So, uh, and then moved away for years and then came back uh, to Chicago. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, that's my, I do travel a lot. Um, we go to New Orleans a lot. Our youngest son's down there at Tulane. And, uh, and yeah, I look back at my Twitter account. And I thought it's a lot of pictures of me with a drink of some sort at some hopefully nice location. So... <laughs> That's living the dream right there. Drinks in different locations. That's all vacationing is. (laughs) Exactly. So being empty nesters, that's been one of the advantages is to be able to go kind of pick up for a weekend and go somewhere and do a lot of traveling that we didn't do beforehand. So awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for being on the show, Patrick, and look forward to hopefully talking to you again. Uh, as your family has done, the Millennium Falcon, I am now very curious to hear what it's like to have three adult boys uh, battling it. Who gets pilot? Who gets gunner? You, One of them's got to get engineered too. I don't you know. You sit it's, back in the engineer yeah, seat just, and record, just it, record it and and, yes. and tag us in it. Yeah, I will that. do that. I will definitely yeah. do that. It's going to be a lot of fun. So There's going to be some purple nurples and all sorts of <laughs> shenanigans happening to outscore each other. I'm sure. That's, Disney's going to have a lawsuit on their hands with one of those sometime. You're just going to see a wrestling match break out and someone crashes into something. Just just you wait. It'll happen. All right. Well, if you would like to book a magical Disney vacation to do the Millennium Falcon with your family of six or eight and let us know who you kick off, you need to contact the Rope Drop Queen, Michelle McKnight. Her email is in the show notes. And we are going to actually record a special Patreon episode here in a few minutes. And if you want to get that, then you need to become one of our Patreon members. So visit that in the show notes as well. And be sure to subscribe and keep leaving those reviews. And we will read that. Doug will read them on air. I don't read those reviews. Doug, you are the master of Apple Podcasts. pronunciation. Yes, that is your job. I'm proud of you for taking it on. And uh, yeah, keep leaving those because we definitely love seeing those and growing the show. But that is all the time that we have. So for Patrick and Doug, I'm Derek. You've been listening to Rope Drop Radio.